Very nice. Yes. Welcome, Zen Parenting listeners. I'm going to fade it out slowly. All right. Why are we playing the song? Because this is, we're going to talk about that today. Yes. And I'm going to talk about what we're going to talk about. I'm just kidding. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about. So Zen Parenting Radio, this is episode number 316, I think. And you're Todd. And I'm Todd. Who are you? I'm Kathy. Uh, Zen Parenting Radio, why listen? Because you'll feel outstanding. And who doesn't want to feel outstanding? And I always remember our motto, which is that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. On today's show, we're going to talk about not always getting what you want. Or how about this? Being content in what you have, so if you get what you want, you can be content there too. I wrote this down because uh, usually we make up the title to our podcast after it begins. Correct. Or after we finish up. Yeah. And you'd have me write down the title of the podcast is Be Content With What You Have So You Can Be Content When You Get What You Want. Correct. And that led me to play this clip. Okay. The press asked for a story. Here is your headline. <laughs> Scrin Area Paper Company, Dunder Mifflin, apologizes to valued client. Some companies <laughs> still know how business is done. Why is that funny? Well, you need the visual of um, Michael Scott. He's putting his hand putting up for every up. word as if it's the headline. That's the headline of the news article. Those words. <laughs> and it's, we try to keep our titles of our podcast to three, four, five, six words. And this is extra long, so I just figured. Well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to call it Be Content in What You Have or something like that. And then I will write so you can be content when you get what you want in the narrative part. Yes. We don't have to have it all be the headline. Some but. businesses still whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but why I wanted to talk about that is I feel like that issue has come up a lot this week. And um, I listened to a podcast where that was discussed. And I saw this great um, like short video about Lit- Lady Gaga where she talks about that. I feel like everything I'm reading, I can somehow relate to that idea of this belief that we have that when we get what we want, then we're going to feel content. And unfortunately, I hate to say this, but it's not true. We that doesn't mean that we won't appreciate what we have and enjoy what we have, but we think contentment is on the other side of a goal. Mm-hmm. And I, I, how many stories, songs, um, superstars, how many people do we need to listen to to understand that that's not the case? Right. You know, how many weight loss stories? How many? You know, we're, or where people are like, once I get to this place, once I grow my business this big, once I become this kind of executive, and all of a sudden they get it and it's empty. Well, and you know, my personal example is if there's ever this blanket of worry over me, it's always about money and college tuitions. And if three of our daughters get married, we'll have to help finance maybe some of the weddings. And that's kind of like my overall worry. I mean, aside from like health of family members and things like that, but like if there's, if I'm going to go deep, that's what it's about. And I think if I can fast forward my life 30 years and my 30 year old, that my 70 year old self can talk to my 44 year old self and say, dude, stop worrying. 
and that it's really just a distraction. Yeah. Like I think sometimes we enjoy our little crises because yeah. then it distracts us from the bigger picture. Well, and I think enjoy is an interesting word because I, I don't know what word we should take place because it's not like I can't wait to worry about money. Enjoy is the wrong word. We You're right. use it. We enjoy is the wrong word. We appreciate and sometimes long for. Mm-hmm. I don't mean big crises mm-hmm. and tragedies. I mean things like oh, money is an issue, and we focus on that and it distracts us from other things that we could be noticing and sometimes we don't even realize we're distracting ourselves i don't think i think it's a subconscious thing mm-hmm. um oh yeah m- most of i the think time. it's mostly subconscious and we that's why we love when there's you know when there's big issues in the news or when someone in the family needs our help or whatever because we get to d- our attention goes gets, there gets distracted some people thrive on crisis Abs- chaos that's an, and that's what i mean i use the word the wrong word enjoy but they thrive on it yeah, yeah. because if there is none um, you're you know, left with yourself. You're left with yourself. And we have people in our lives who have, and including me, like if I didn't worry about money, what would I do with my worry? Like I, it worries me more not to have any worry. And that's really the practice is the whole thing about mindfulness. Todd and I talk so often about how really what we want to do on this show is is offer a grounded take, a down-to-earth take on a lot of these things that can seem so inaccessible. And even with the words we use, you can talk about mindfulness, you can talk about stillness, you can talk about quiet time, you can just talk about befriending your mind yeah. and noticing your thoughts. I don't care what language anybody uses, but when you learn to sit with yourself, yeah. everything's pretty great. And I don't mean things are perfect. I don't mean the world is perfect. I don't mean there's no pain. I mean, you notice the ability to be comfortable in your mind and body has a joy all its own. And when we are being distracted by chaos and issues and goal setting, even Todd, Mm -hmm. don't you think some people are like the whole goal setting idea? Yeah, We distract ourselves with, I'm going to focus on this because when I get here, I'll be content. We get there and then we don't feel any different because wherever you go, there you are. Mm -hmm. And so what do we find at the end of that rainbow? We find the need to be comfortable in our own mind and skin. It's the same answer. And then when you have really wonderful things that happen to you, you enjoy them and embrace them. But you know they're like bubbles and they're going to go away. They don't stick around forever. Same thing with pain. You have a a a traumatic thing happen you have scary things happen and sometimes it takes longer some some are big but you realize that everything changes and it goes back you know well and i just feel like you know my sorry to come back to my money thing but if i won the lottery today i would decide to worry about something else and the bottom line is if you're listening to this podcast i mean aside from you know sick child or whatever i mean is even if there's sickness or illness in your family my worry is so minor. It's right. such a white privileged worry. Oh no, my kids won't be able to go to this college versus that college. Most people who live in this country are surviving. The richest people in the world, or vice versa. There's plenty of p- people financially, financially, yes, richest person in the world. Got it. And there are people in this world that are worried about if they're going to drink enough water today. Correct. There are, ch- there are people in this world that are worried if their house is going to get bombed today. Right. Us privileged people in this country are, it's not as big of a deal as we think it is. And it's a practice in noticing that. It's not about feeling shame and guilt. It's not about eating everything on your plate because other people are starving. It's not about these like shame-based 
feelings because that doesn't do you any good because you're going to be weighed down by that guilt and then it takes away your energy. The whole practice is just noticing, just recognizing that things are pretty stable in many ways and that we have freedoms and choices. And then from that place, then making changes and shifts. It's not, what I can't stand is when people just say really surfacey things like, you should feel good about what you have and you should you should feel bad because you don't appreciate what you have. That doesn't help. Mm-hmm. It's a practice within yourself. And I keep saying that word because it's just noticing it in a moment. Like I was I sit outside um a lot with my computer or whatever on the front porch and there's these birds that like hang out around me all the time. They're those little birds. Man, it is so great to just stop what I'm doing and watch these birds and And then again, I don't know how, if this sounds down to earth or not, maybe this sounds nutty, but that practice of watching them for three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, it's a, it's a grounding experience for me. Mm -hmm. And then take that into every other aspect of your life. When you're in a meeting, instead of be like so focused or annoyed, recognize that you're safe and secure. It's just a, it doesn't mean the other things aren't true. Right. It just means you have a choice in that moment how to see it. So you haven't said anything about our partners yet because we just dove in. Thank you for creating the space for me. Yes. Um, John J. Kelly Dentistry. He's my dentist. He's your dentist. He's our three ta- daughters dentist. And he is amazing at what he does. And if you're interested and you live in the Chicagoland area and you want to support us, uh, check out chicagodentistonline.com. John J. Kelly. So will you play? Uh, Todd and I actually pulled out a few clips for you guys just to kind of reiterate this point of the show. Will you play the Tony Hale clip? Sure. So as he's getting that together, um, I'll set this up. Uh, Todd and I are huge Arrested Development fans. Um, we used to talk about it all the time on the show. We did. Um, and I also, and Todd too, we watch Veep occasionally too. Um, and Tony Hale, um, he's Buster on Arrested Development, and I think his name's Gary on Veep. But anyway, he's an actor, and he did this uh, great interview on uh, Fresh Air. It's Fresh Air, correct? Yep. Terry Gross. And I found everything he had to say about this concept, this idea to be really um, in alignment with what we're talking about. I actually, I think I took this quote from him directly. Mm -hmm. So go ahead. So it's Terry interviewing um, Tony, Mm -hmm. and it's about a minute and 10 seconds long. Okay. So here we go. Instead of being in the moment. It's opposite of being in the moment. I honestly, that, when I was on Arrested Development, I I really learned a massive lesson from Arrested Development because here's a show that was so well-written and so funny and the cast was so great and I really did love being there, but I remember getting it and it's all I ever wanted and I remember it not satisfying the way I thought it was going to satisfy. And it really freaked me out because it was my dream. It was my dream to be on a sitcom. And I look back and I think even though New York was great and I had a fantastic support system and I did get all these commercial jobs, I don't think I was very present. I don't think I was very much, I was very in the moment. And I always looked, whatever happened, I was was like, oh, that sitcom's coming. That sitcom's coming. And I was so always far ahead. And then when I got it and I'd given that thing so much weight and it didn't satisfy, it really woke me up that if you're not practicing contentment where you are, you're not going to be content when you get what you want. And it really scared me. And it actually really woke me up when my daughter was born right after Arrested Development because if there's any... All right, Tony Hale, Life Lessons. 
Yeah. And I just feel like what he's saying is such a universal experience. I think all of us, by the time we're in our 30s and 40s, have recognized that maybe over and over again. Yet we keep using the same pattern, Mm -hmm. thinking that, well, yeah, I wasn't that much happier after this. But once I get a bigger house, then I'm going to really be content. And it doesn't mean, I want to be very clear, that we can't enjoy achievements and that we can't appreciate our ambition. This is not about achievements mean you're bad and ambition means you're shallow. No, because I think ambition is fun and great, especially if it comes from the core of you. Yeah. Meaning you're doing what you know you what you know you're here to do. You feel really excited about it. Yeah, it's energy. It is. And it's and it if you feel good about it and in alignment with it, 99% of the time it's good for the world. Right. It's. I think there's very few people who feel in alignment with doing negative things to the world. Right. I think they're lost in the goal and lost in the money and lost in they're, – they're really not in complete alignment. They may be like, yeah, I love it, but it's because they're focused on the external and not the internal. Right. I had a really nice uh, coffee with my friend Annie last week and we were talking about these things. And we were talking about how what's really fun about, quote unquote, work, I don't even know if I like to use that word with what we do anymore, but is the ability to enjoy what comes and the freedom to let go of what doesn't work. And that looks different for everybody, meaning there's no way we could go through every line of work and be like... Can you? Can, does that make sense to you? Well, we did a few uh, interviews last week, and we had technical difficulties. And the way you framed it, because we we had to cut some of the interview out that was really good. Yeah. And the way you framed it is, it wasn't supposed to happen. It's happening exactly the way it's supposed to happen. Like yeah. we had to restart this. We had to go back and kind of retape a certain section, so we could have either gotten mad at the computer or the mixer or whatever, or going to be like, you know what? our audience wasn't supposed to listen to what we just lost. That's right. Whatever was lost wasn't meant to be in the world. And it doesn't mean it was a waste of time or invaluable or or not valuable because maybe it helped us get to the right things. But Todd and I talk about that when we go out and give a talk. Sometimes we have this big plan and it goes completely a different way. And, and if you're old school and you think I have to get through my lecture or my PowerPoint, then you leave frustrated. Mm-hmm. But if you recognize that whatever came out in that hour or that two hours of your presentation was exactly what was supposed to be there, yeah. then you're not frustrated about that structure that you created. So take that example into any part of your life, whether it's your parenting or your work or your relationships. Like, you know, you can take that lesson and expand it into your own life is what's supposed to happen is what happens. And that doesn't mean mistakes don't happen, but what can we do with those mistakes? We're going to learn from them instead of get frustrated and mad that they happen in the first place. And then let's have fun with this. You just said, whatever's supposed to happen is meant to happen. Now let's give the paradox here. Mm -hmm. Now here's because life is a paradox. There's no simple solutions. Like, because what Todd just said is truth. You want to know what's also truth? Mm -hmm. We always have the choice to change something. We have freedom. And actually, Will you play the Lady Gaga clip? Yeah. All we hear is Lady Gaga. That's where she got her name, you know. Really? Um, So I don't know how long. So just give me one of these signs when you want to be done. I think I gave you the... I know. I lost it. All right. Why am I unhappy? Okay. Okay, Stephanie Gaga hybrid person. Why are you unhappy? Why is it that you want to quit music? 
really don't like selling these, you know, uh, fragrances, perfumes. I don't like uh, wasting my time spending days just shaking people's hands and smiling and taking selfies. It feels shallow to my existence. I have a lot more to offer than my image. I don't like being used to make people money. I uh, feel sad when uh, I am overworked and that I've just become a money-making machine and that my passion and my creativity take a back seat. That makes me unhappy. So what did I do? I started to say no. I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that. I'm not taking that picture. I'm not going to that event. I'm not standing by that because that's not what I stand for. And slowly but surely, I remembered who I am. And then you go home and you look in the mirror and you're like, yes, I can go to bed with you every night. Because that person, I know that person. That person has balls. That person has integrity. That person has an opinion. That person just doesn't say yes. And my long answer to that question is that I check in with myself throughout the day. And I say, do I really want to do this? And if the answer is no, I don't do it. And you shouldn't either. Shouldn't either. Um, I've thought of a real life example. Let's of- hear it. Last week, we had a lot of things happen at the end of the week, and we had a really busy weekend Mm -hmm. on the heels of you getting your wallet stolen. Yes. And we had plans that night, and you're like, basically, something's got to give. Now, this is the difference between Kathy and I. I kind of push through at my own expense of either myself or my family, and you're like, something's got to give. So we canceled dinner plans with some Mm -hmm. dear friends, and Mm -hmm. I think... a lot of people, including me, would be like, oh, well, we can't cancel those plans because we've had a plan for a month mm-hmm. and they'll be really disappointed. Mm-hmm. But basically you're choosing somebody else instead of yourself. You're self-betraying. Yes. You're saying, so I knew, like Todd said, I got my wallet stolen, which was a huge violation and traumatic. And I knew when it happened that, first of all, it was totally solvable, mm-hmm. meaning that I'm lucky enough that... You know, Todd was actually home. There were things we could do. Easy to cancel credit cards. Solvable, not... After the heels of Orlando, losing my wallet felt minor. Yeah. Okay? But it was still violating. That day, I was actually normal. But I knew (laughs) that at some point, I was going to feel the violation. Mm -hmm. I didn't know when, but I knew it was coming. So I woke up the next day, and guess what happens to Kathy? I get headaches. So I'm like, okay... I'm not okay. So what I know I need is space from people and from the clock and that responsibility. responsibility. And that sucks because to Todd's point, we've had back to back to back to back things. Mm -hmm. And I try not to do that too, but that's the way it was. So I had to disappoint Todd because it was a disappointment to you, right? Yeah. And say, I can't do this thing tonight. And my and I knew he was disappointed and he was also just as flustered about me losing or I didn't lose it (laughs) wrong word about my wallet getting stolen because it affected him and I could feel his frustration. I actually said to him, you're as frustrated about this as I am. And you were like, yeah, but I can't deal with it. Right. What did you say? You said you were you said, well, I don't really want to do the things I'm doing today either, Mm -hmm. but I have to. Which was, I think, a roundabout way of like, as I'm creating space, yeah. you're pushing back at me saying, well, I don't get that luxury. Mm-hmm. When really, you do. You just have to choose it. Sweetie, my whole life is half to. <laughs> That's from Parenthood. Steve Martin says that to uh, 
Mary Steenburgen, yeah. is that her name? And she says... Because she, she just got pregnant. Oh, then I choose for you yeah. to have the baby. I choose for you to nurse until your nipples feel like they're going to fall <laughs> That's off. right. And then he says... And then he's like, let's get out of La La <laughs> Land here for a second. That's such a great movie. Yes, I love that movie because there's so much truth, you oh, know. Yeah. And the TV show, which was a different tone, yeah. it was more a drama than. Oh, a comedy. they're both great. But they're both really great. And there's that truth, is that it is hard for me to make that decision to create space and disappoint people because the first person I have to disappoint is Todd, and he then manages it fine because he's used to we're, we're used to this exchange. We got a rhythm. We got a rhythm. He feels his disappointment. I feel mine. We take some space and then he we come back and it's fine. But that's a practice in itself. And then then I kind of lost it. I got a, a migraine. I cried a lot. And not because I think it's the end of the world, but because I felt the yuckiness of that somebody felt that they could steal from me. Right. Um, and that they used my credit card and bought a bunch of things. Yeah. Um, What's funny about that clip, that Lady Gaga clip, is uh, the visual, and we'll post it in the show notes, the visual is her doing these things that she despises. Correct. And so it's not like she never does any of it, right. because she does. She she takes selfies with fans. Right. She does play a concert that she doesn't really feel like playing a concert for. So it's not like a complete removal. It's like check in with yourself and get a good balance going. And what she found is she, so, like she said, I don't like to do fragrances. She used to do fragrances. And oh, then when she doesn't she, do it anymore? She doesn't do it anymore. Oh, got She's it. like, I'm done with that. And then the thing about the selfies, you're right. She still takes selfies, but she used to mm-hmm. stand there in a greeting room, in a VIP room, and just let people take pictures with her so they could post them and yeah. make money off of yeah. them. And she's like, people are sucking from me. Yeah. And they may think here's what the world thinks about people who have money or who are famous they're they think they're great or they're lucky enough to have money and fame that i should be able to take whatever i want because they're rich that's the deepest misperception Mm -hmm. we think because they have money they should be thankful and give us whatever we want. And that the root of that lies in we think happiness equals money. Mm-hmm. You want to know another story that I heard a couple weeks ago that I really have been analyzing in my head? Sure. So a few, a few of JC's friends and then one of my nephew's uh, friends, they went to see Justin Bieber when he was in town. The Biebs. 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 And so I asked them all, how did how did Biebs do? How was he? And they said, well, it was a pretty good show, but after a few of his songs, he would lay down – I can't even say this without being like, oh, my God. He would lay down on the ground and say into his microphone, I'm really tired. I need to rest. Okay. Everybody, that's a problem. He's 22, 23. I don't know. And – no, he, at least as far as I know, that's not a drug issue. That's not an addiction issue. I don't think that's what Bieber's dealing with. He's exhausted and he's being pushed. Yeah. And he has no choices because his record company is forcing him to do this because everyone makes money off of him. Now, you can all say, well, he's famous, so he should be happy. I would not trade places with that guy in a For a million second. dollars. Remember when he was being interviewed by Oprah and the, like Oprah like had complete protection over and these people are like climbing over walls just to scream at him i know like he's kind of not he's not like the beatles but 
pretty darn close he's from isolated. A, yes. And Todd, he's exhausted. Yeah. And he the money gives him the freedom to buy things. And sure, he can go to an island and go on vacation, but he has no literal freedom. No. He cannot say, you know what, guys, I decided to postpone my European tour because I'm exhausted. You know what they're going to say? You're, you already signed the contract. You're, you can't. You can't do that. And if you do, I'm going to slap you over with a $15 million lawsuit or exactly. something like that. Exactly. Right. You know, it's one of the reasons I'll talk about you and I for a second. You and I have been really leery of my books and this show ever being out of our hands. Bought by somebody else. Yeah. And that's not because I think people are bad and they're going to take advantage of us, but we lose our freedom. Yeah. And when you bring somebody else into the partnership, um, you you give a piece away. You yeah. say you can make some decisions. Mm. And that's always been a challenge for us is we kind of want to be able to make our own decisions. Not kind of. We do. We do. So, but what that also means, let's give the other side we then may not have mass marketing yeah, and we may not be a household name. Yeah. We compromise. I, maybe we do, maybe we don't, we'll never know, Who knows? but it's possible. I mean, we could take certain steps and put our name out there. There's been chance choices with some help of whatever people that help people like us. And, but the minute you turn that over, you lose a little bit of control. Right. And, and, it's a fine line from a little to a lot. So we're like, we don't want any of it. <laughs> we're just doing it. So that's why we rely on our audience to help us grow our show because, and who knows, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get you to change your mind tomorrow or next year. Or but. maybe when we have less, when our children have more independence, mm-hmm. we can say, hey, we can do a little more than before. Right. But right now, the priority is A, my own self-care you know the whole idea of being able to say and here's what's funny we we have the freedom to do what we want but we haven't missed a show in five years right or six years or five and a half five and a half because we had choices um well except the one yeah when your mom passed away um and that wasn't forced upon us but it was a joy it was a it was a freedom to do it um but I guess I just feel like going, taking it off us and back to Bieber and Lady Gaga, there's such a restriction. And when you have that restriction, your creativity suffers, yeah. your self-esteem suffers. Because at the beginning of that Lady Gaga clip, which we'll, in the show notes, we'll link to it, is before she starts that commentary, it shows her in situations where she should be really excited, like Madison Square Garden, Lady Gaga, and all these fans, and she's crying yeah. because she's depressed. And again, the people who are not in touch with their heart would say, well, ooh, poor her. Mm-hmm. She's got... That's a lonely, scary place to be. Yeah, Depression can be difficult, especially when you feel like you have no out. So these people, the Tony Hales of the world, the Lady Gagas of the world... Let's learn from them. Let's learn from them. Yeah. Exactly. Second partner, sweetie. Yes. Is uh, Dr. Kelly from the Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. Her website is chirotree.com. If you live in the Chicagoland area, um, look her up because she adjusts me and my whole family. And the motto that she has is healthy families by choice, not by chance. Another thing that I wanted to say about this whole idea of freedom is that we get to have fun in life. When you get to make new things or create new things or take a new idea and run with it and then let it go when it's run its course, 
things stay vibrant, mm -hmm. you know? When you are forced to give the same talk over and over and over again, that's not vibrant, or at least to me. Right. You probably don't like that either. What if you had to like give the same talk? Or you sometimes have to sometimes do that? Sometimes I have to give three presentations in the same day. And Do you feel vibrant? No, no. The two I could, the first one's fine. Second one I could fake. The third one, my energy, I know my customers are getting the less, a worse version of me. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to. It is. And sometimes we think that's the right way to do it is we just have this canned talk or we just do the same thing over and over again and that if we can just get through the day. But life becomes fun when you get some creative impulse. And I think you can do that in any, you know, any type of work. Oh, I think it's my own limitations. You know, be resourceful. Figure out how to give that third presentation in a way where your energy is high. Yeah. You can do it. You can do it. There's part of it is the physiology and doing it from within. But part of it is you could also just be a little more off the cuff. Yeah. You'd be like, let's do a question answer yeah. instead. So it's it doesn't matter what job it's in. But I think about, I'm going to go back to Lady Gaga. So she, after five years ago, Born This Way album. Yeah. Remember that? I do. You listen to that as much as I listened to Live at Luther College with Dave Matthews, sweetie. Actually, I listened to The Fame Monster more. Oh, whichever that one. That was the first one. Whichever one. With Alejandro. Alejandro and Poker Face. And just ba, ba, dance. Ba, ba, poker Face. <laughs> but I liked the Born This Way album too. But anyway, and then I think she did another album that had applause on it or whatever. But then she kind of disappeared for a little bit. Yeah. And you know what she came back with? Tony Bennett. Mm. She sang for Julie Andrews yeah, she on was, the Academy. She reinvented. She's kind of all over the place. But not in a Madonna reinvention way. Yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. What I mean is that Madonna... Madonna, like, had a new outfit, a new look, a new style, and a new album. She reinvented to stay relevant. I think Lady Gaga's reinventions are, this is really what I want to do. Yeah. there's a You can feel the difference. And maybe Madonna did, too. I'm not throwing Madonna under the bus. I love her. But sometimes reinvention is not just about making more money. It's about, this feels fun. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm done. This feels fun. And right. someone, people like to put people in boxes, but there's so much that we can do. Reinvention. Reinvent yourself. That's right. What are you working on? I was trying to pull up a clip, but I can't find it. Okay. So can we move on to something else? Or Please, I got wanna... some stuff, Okay, but it's up to you. Well, I did want to say one thing, and then you can go into your stuff. Today's Tuesday, but two days ago was Pride Day. Oh, yeah. Here in Chicago, actually, today we're taping the show. Today's Pride Day. But I just wanted to say happy Pride Day to all of us because the the understanding and connection and the oneness. Isn't it called Gay Pride Day? Well, sure, but it's Pride Day. I mean, that's kind of the, the easiest way to no, say it. I, I'm not in the know. Yeah, and you're just thinking of the parade probably. Yeah, but the Pride the, Parade. The, the parade is huge, but really it's about the movement. Right. And it's about you know, understanding. And, and it just is wonderful because when you and I were in Chicago, actually, you didn't go to the parades that much, but I did. I went to a few, but you've gone to more than I have. And just knowing how far we've come and there's so much more to go, mm -hmm. um, but it's just been really wonderful. And I know that there is a heaviness probably over this Pride Day because of what happened in Orlando, but hopefully there's a rejuvenation too of a remembering mm -hmm. um, of a connection and of knowing how many people do support the LGBT community. Um, and I just wanted to give a shout out because we're doing a show. Yes, we are. Um, our good friend Georgia DeClark came in and spoke with us 
and it's going to be available this Friday. And I forget what the name, what did we name the title? The Coming pod- Out at 60. Coming Out at 60. And we had our son here and it was really awesome. I'm going to actually play a quick clip. I don't even remember exactly what goes on in this part of the clip, but this is just a little teaser for this Friday's podcast. This is Georgia DeClaric, a good friend of ours. Um, my uh, therapist had said to me, what is your biggest fear? And I said, I, I um, am fearful that my kids won't love me anymore mm. and they will reject me. And that would be, that was number one. And then she said, okay, now, now we've heard it. Now it's not in your head anymore. Now it's out and, mm. and I've heard it. Um, now tell me, um, do you think that's really going to happen? And I said, no, there's absolutely no way that will happen because I know my kids. Mm. And so she said, okay. So it was at that point that I thought, okay, now that I'm ready. So the greatest fear, once spoken, isn't even a real fear. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Right, yeah. That was a good interview. Oh, it was wonderful. Yes. So this Friday. Mm -hmm. It's funny because we actually had an iTunes review. And let me see if I can find it here. Um, This lady, Kizzy J. Mm Mm-hmm titled it so glad this exists if you haven't done this already i'd like to see some attention on issues that same sex couples faced as parents or those encountered by other kinds of non-traditional and minority families touching on how children deal with racism in school and stuff like that anyways um i thought that was interesting that she just uh she just said that so basically she's saying she would like to hear uh about more non-traditional families Yeah, yeah i i i understand that i will say that um todd and i can speak to that from our experience but that would definitely take guests to get the core of that because it would be not authentic for us to say, oh, this is how it is right. for a non-traditional family. Exactly. So we need to be um, thoughtful about open to open somebody that to has a guests. really good, compelling message to share with us. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, our other two iTunes reviews that we got. Thanks for sending these iTunes reviews, by the way, um, titled Zen Parenting Radio, be best podcast ever. Uh, by D-H-A-K-J-S. Thank you. And then the last one is titled Love Zen Parenting by Mogro. She says, Zen Parenting has become a daily companion and guide throughout my day. Both my husband and I enjoy and appreciate the perspective Todd and Kathy share with the listeners. Thank you and keep on keeping on. Yes. So thank you for all those. Those are wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an event coming up there, sweetheart. Screenagers, September 26th. Correct. I have a little copy here. Do you mind if I read it? As long as it's not, like, boring. Screenagers probes into the vulnerable corners of family life, including the director's own, and depicts messy struggles over social media, video games, academics, and internet addiction. Through surprising insights from authors and brain scientists, solutions emerge in how we can empower kids (laughs) to best navigate the digital world. I love reading copies. I know. it's It just doesn't flow because it's Because I'm reading it. I know. The other 99% of our show is us talking about it. But, you know, the gist of it is, is it's how our children are dealing in a digital age and how we can support them rather than fight against them. That's right. And we just had an experience where our girls just got home from camp and one of my daughters... Uh, well, they were both there for a week, so you can't bring your phone. Um, so not allowed to, which not... is worth the price of admission <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Camp is so cool. Um, and they had so many cool experiences. But when I picked them up and they said, gosh, I can't even imagine being on my phone because did, I didn't bring their phones in the car and we had a two-hour drive. And they it felt so foreign to them. And I said, was it kind of a relief to not have your phone? And they said, oh, yes. And I think what we need to understand with our kids is that, yes, they love their phones, but they also feel a little trapped by their phones. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't mean that they're going to give them up easily. And it doesn't mean that they don't appreciate what they do as far as connecting them. But when they get a text, they feel pressure 
to comment. When their friend posts a picture on Instagram, they feel pressured to like it. It's constant. And when that was taken off their plate for seven days where they didn't have a choice, it was a relief. It created space. The The problem is, is we can't do that for them very much because there is a choice at home. Like we can't create an inauthentic environment. Right. Whereas camp is completely authentic. You don't have it. And they're filled by all the people. Yes. You know, they have all their friends around or they make new friends. They're outside. They have activities. Overnight summer camp is such a, it's more important now. And I know not everybody has that available or can do it. Or it's financially right. challenging. But if you can do it, man, oh my gosh. It's because when we were kids, we didn't have phones to play with anyway. So it was all kind of summer campy because we, we were, were always outside. interacting. Yeah. But nowadays, I mean, you know, anyways. So um, what else was I going to say? So the screen agers is September so 26th. September how, do you, how do you buy a ticket? Uh, go to zenparentingradio.com and click on events and you can buy your tickets. You buy your tickets from us. Uh, the screening is again Monday, September 26th at York Theater here in Elmhurst. Um, as far as I know, we're the only ones screening this movie in this area. So come on out um, and get your tickets. And we expect... We kind of always say this, and I don't mean to be, I'm not trying to be salesy when I say this, but we expect to sell out just because of the amount of um, interest. Interest. Yeah. There was people told us to do this. Uh, so so get your tickets. And again, zenparentingradio.com events. So because we're in late June, just really quick, it, we have a search box on our website, and I just put in typed in the search box summer okay s-u-m-m-e-r we did a podcast in june of 13 called dealing with the summertime blues in june of 2012 adjusting to a summer schedule in may of 2012 titled don't over schedule your summer so just a quick shout out to those podcasts because maybe that will help all of you because you can listen to those podcasts so um, we did a show last week where we talked about the new pillars of parenting that you and I have. And the only one that we actually talked through was unconditional love for your kill. Un- unconditional kid, acceptance. Acceptance for your mm-hmm. children. And we didn't really get to the other two or three pillars, however many there are going to be. So why are we calling them pillars? Where do we get that? We'll put, we'll, we'll call them foundational structures. <laughs> Which is what a pillar is. Yeah. So that's really a synonym. 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 Um, I don't know why. If you have a better name, I'm all for it. Well, I, I'm fine with the name. I'm not so much worried about the word, but I think that they're kind of ever-changing. And our whole point last week was that this is what we're calling it today, but tomorrow we could there could be different issues to look at right so they're foundational for now yeah. i don't mean that they go away but that there's many different things when that it's all said do. done there may be a dozen pillars yes who knows that's kind of my point so sorry that because I, I only reason i'm saying this because i promised them that we would talk about it again this week but well, sorry. what are the last two communication and role modeling uh, role modeling and the other one is discussion not discipline so well how much time do we have not enough to open that bag of worms. Of worms. But um Because my my thought would be from the ones that you just said, I feel like we talk about those things on the show all the time. Um communication, being a listener and having an understanding of your child. Um role modeling, understanding that your children watch you. It's not just about what you say, it's how you live your life. They take that in. And then the discussion, not discipline. Yeah. Um, 
lot of discussions in this household. I just escaped one. <laughs> I was getting ready for the podcast, and then all of a sudden, there's some crisis upstairs between you and the girls. It wasn't between I me. I walked right past them. It was just between them. How do you think I handled that? What do you grade me for a father in that? Well, it, I was getting ready for the podcast. I was going to say, to be truthful, you didn't need to jump in. It was They were arguing about something because one of them, they, were, they wanted to go see Skylar's... Um, House. Her restaurant in yeah. the backyard. She's opened a restaurant, everybody. Can't wait. Can't wait. And um, so one of them was like, we got to go out and look at it. And the other one is like, okay, I'll go. So they went out there. And one of our daughters is, when she's done, she's done. She's like, okay, I'm, I've seen it. Goodbye. Well, the other <laughs> daughter uses her brute physical force to say, no, you're staying. And holds her and says, basically, in her physical way, is telling her, you are not free. Yeah. You must stay here with us. Now, why does she do this? Irresistible force versus the immovable object. (laughs) That's exactly what was going on. So I walk out there to tell them we're going to tape the show, and all of a sudden I hear, Mom, they won't let me go. So I'm like, okay, let her go, first of all. And then the big discussion at the table was, I don't care about the surfacey stuff. Let's get down to it. You can't hold people against their will. Physically. That's, That's not a good tactic. Yeah. The reason, and then I turn to the other one and say, the reason she's doing that is because she wants you there and she wants to be with you. Then there's all this argument about, no, 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 but let's get cut through the crap here. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say this to them, but in my head, what are the reasons these two things are happening? And that's the discussion we were having. They both heard it, but they wanted to win because who doesn't, right? I love winning. I know. We all do. So I just said, let's table this. And just stay away from each other for a little bit and let it absorb. It's kind of like putting lotion on your skin. You got to let it absorb. Yeah, let it sink in. It puts the lotion in the basket. Precious. <laughs> so did they go back out into the restaurant or what did they do? No, they the le- they had already left the restaurant because that was the scene of the forcefulness crime. That So the one actually got their way, which is to be removed from the restaurant. Yes, and but you can't hold someone there. I'm not saying that it's not okay. Yes, but, but that person also did not feel validated in the sense that they were the ones being you know, not treated well. Yeah. It, there was, because every time I would go back and say, well, this person just, you know, your sister just wanted you to be there. She's like, but she was holding me down. And I was like, you're right. That's not right. But let's get to the core of why. And then you can at least understand, because she wasn't hurting her. It yeah. just was like a kid kind of. Yeah. If she was, I'm not going to let you go. Right. I want you here so bad that I'm going to hold you. So there's a... So then you dive into why does she want you here so bad? Because she loves you and she wants to be around correct. you. Correct. Yet, then I turned to the other one and said, that's not a good way to do it, though. Yeah. Because not only are you not making a good choice then, but she's going to file that away. And the next time you say, hey, let's go do this for five minutes, she's not going to trust you. Right. Because she's going to think you're going to hold her down. Right. And then we also... I try and be light and funny... I don't know how funny they thought I was, but I try not to make it a huge deal. Yeah. Um, but the discussion in that situation works so much better than like, and again, our girls are old, so it's not like I'd really give them timeouts and stuff, but why would I yell at them when they're both just trying to get their needs met? Yeah. Let's just talk through it. Yeah. Nobody's right. Nobody's wrong, but you're both wrong and you're both right. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. And uh, just the whole... Y- I think as parents, we tend to just get sick of it. So then we start yelling. And I understand that because I've fallen victim to yelling at my kids, I guess. But, you know, Skylar, I keep asking her to 
put her waffles away. <laughs> and every morning I have to remind her, put your waffles away. Now I could scream at her. Sure. It's always she'd an get option. scared and she would jump and she'd do it. Or I could say, sweetheart, would you please put your waffles away? Right. So I'm I, most of the time I'm always kind. Like you can get your your point across without screaming. The the misunderstanding that we have is that if we yell, they'll do it more often. Yeah. And there's really no proof of that. Yeah. I mean, someone I know someone listening is saying, "Well, I'll show you proof." You know, I know, I know you may have good experiences. But there's a cost. But there is a associated cost associated to that style. Exactly, because then your kids are fear. doing things because they're afraid, and then when they're not in your presence, it's not an internal drive; it's a fear-based drive. So the whole thing with putting away the waffles, when you say it enough over time and you help them practice it. I'm waiting patiently for her to start doing it by herself. You know what my new thing is with the waffles or anything else for that matter is first this, then that. Like when there's like, oh, will you help me do this or that? Well, the waffles aren't put away, so get that done and then I'll be in the backyard to help you. So it's not like a putting... A kid likes to leave stuff around. She's eight. And I'm not giving her a a pass. She's a big lever of stuff around. She is. And she is young and she's in the process of learning the consequences of that and she's still held in accountable to do it yeah but it just doesn't always look yeah and you don't have to same. scream at them to, to do it no all right um can i tell you i have a quick famzu story okay famzu is the affiliate partnership we have and it's all about using this website and what they do to help your kids understand personal finance so here's my story there's two stories story number one you ready okay joey buys 500 dollars worth of stock okay so far you're with me sure don't don't give me the eye glass i glaze a little bit just three months later the stock went down 53 percent disgusted he sells the stock and winds up with just under 250 dollars in his pocket ouch ouch but jenny Bought the same stock, and four years later, the stock is up 275%, worth about $1,875. Sweet, right? Who picked the better stock? They picked the same stock. One the, just waited, and the other one didn't. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And the name of the stock is Facebook. <gasps> so if you would have bought Facebook during the IPO, and you were disgusted three months later, you would have lost half your, mo- half your money. But if you would have waited it out, it would have been up 275%. Uh, you would have almost... You would have more than tripled it. Yeah, we kind of live in a world of everybody wants instant reward. You got to wait it out. And sometimes there's, if you're investing in the stock market or in maybe risky investments, sometimes that's a good like young person's game. And Mm -hmm. I don't mean like 20 year old, I still consider us young. Mm -hmm. But then when you get to be like my parents' age, that may not be the best place for your money because you may need to have access to it or it, you know, you maybe can't deal with the dips as Mm -hmm. great. but I kind of think that when things, you know, I just think about even the real estate things you've gone through or we've gone through. Peaks and valleys. The whole nature of markets is it goes up up and down. All your stocks will fall more than 50% at some point. Even the awesome ones like Amazon, Starbucks, Berkshire Hathaway, which weather drops of 60, 83, and 50%. That's because stocks are volatile investments. Their value can change rapidly and unpredictably. A stock drop is less scary when you know it's coming. Yeah. So just know that this happens. doesn't mean that you hold on to a loser, but sometimes it takes a little bit of patience. So yeah. that's from our friend Bill at FAMZU. Thank, Thank you, Bill. You. Um, I don't have any words of wisdom. I did the iTunes reviews. Oh, turn them into bad. Hold on. This is from a listener, actually. Is it about us? Or is I it... hope not. That'd be bad. Where's our kids? Hmm. Where's the tournament a bad jingle? My, my stupid computer doesn't want to cooperate. 
Terminant of bad. Terminant of bad. This is from Mora. Okay. Please, please, please invent the timer that lets you know how long you're about to wait for the doctor. I had an appointment last week that they were 90 minutes late for and then were closing and asked me to reschedule. Icing on the cupcake, they have a cancellation fee, so I asked if they were going to pay me. I got a resounding uh, no. She says, thanks for being awesome and thanks for letting the world into your way of thinking. I know, that's a toughie. You know, my... my dad goes for a lot of doctor's appointments, and my mom takes him all the time, but occasionally I go too. And they do have a thing where you check in, and it's like a buzzer. Oh, and really? they'll let you know. So you can kind of go get coffee, wander around. But that's in a nice hospital. Yeah. Sometimes in a clinic, those things aren't yeah. available. Right. You know, so. It drives me nuts. I know that's. I, I, I think that's a previous tournament of bad entry. I think I talked about that in the early days. Well, it's a very strange thing. Like, I, I don't understand why. This is what I don't understand. I understand things happening, crisis, where you do lose track of time. But why doesn't someone come in and tell you? Or sometimes I call saying, are you guys running on time? And they'll say yes. And then I'll still have to wait there 35 minutes. Yeah. Drives me nuts. I know. It's tough. Maybe a doctor could let us know. I had some doctor's appointments recently Uh and I didn't wait at all. And I said, listen, doc, I just want to say thank you because I'm not used to this. Like a two o'clock appointment. Actually, I was in, I was talking to him at two o'clock. Yeah. I was, I was just very surprised. Well, thank you to people who are trying to be on time. And if you're not and you're struggling, um, then, you know, just let the people who are waiting know. Can I say one more thing, Todd? Last week we were talking a bit about common sense gun laws and some of the things we said were, um, you know, let us know what we don't know. And I got several emails from people explaining their side when it comes to things around guns. And I just want to say thank you for taking the time to share your opinion with me. And um, I appreciate the feedback. And it, it was all done very kindly. Respectfully. Yeah. Respectfully. There wasn't like, Kathy, you're crazy. Or it was like, oh, here's how I see it. Here's how you see it. That's how we're going to get to where we need to go. And I felt like it was just a wonderful exchange. So let's talk more. It's not about someone changed my mind or I was trying to change someone else's mind. It was about how can we take the way we view the world and what we all want, which is to be peaceful and connected and loving toward each other. Right. How can we create that together? Yeah. So I just want to say thank you to those who email me. And our last partner is Avid Company, painting and remodeling throughout Chicagoland area. Actually, they are doing our deck. They're yes. restaining our deck. It's look so good. Uh, avidco.net 630-956-1800 don't forget about our uh, interview with Georgia DeClark this Friday and our date for Zed Parenting Conference is Uh, February 24th and 25th 2017 and buy Kathy's books and buy tickets to the screening and treat yourself well this week and just be cool man and keep trucking Thanks for listening, folks. Hope you felt outstanding. So there's some different ways you can support us. Um, One of them is by asking either Kathy or myself or maybe both of us to speak at your next event. Or you can also tell a friend about our podcast. If you ship Amazon, go through the link on zenparentingradio.com first. It doesn't cost you anything, but Zen Parenting will get a small commission. 
can also buy any of Kathy's three amazing books through Amazon or our homepage. And if you're like me and you want to teach your children personal financial management, then use FamZoo. It's an amazing resource. It's a virtual family bank that will set your children on a path towards financial freedom. Click on the link on the lower right-hand side of our homepage to learn more. And if you're a Chicago guy and want to learn more about The Tribe, the men's group that I lead, go to thetribemensgroup.com. Do you want to grow your business by partnering with us? Shoot me an email. And you can also give us an iTunes review. Lastly, you can subscribe to our podcast through our homepage or iTunes directly. This will guarantee you're up to speed on the latest and greatest of Zen Parenting Radio. You can always send me an email at comments at zenparentingradio.com and I'll be happy to get back to you as soon as I can. Finally, we're thankful for all your support and encouragement and always remember that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. Keep trucking.